At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We welcome you in. It is primetime action on a Thursday night from the South Point Sportsbook Studio. Hey, everybody. I'm Ben Wilson. Wes Reynolds with me on the desk. Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. Uh, for us, Wes, it's one of those one of those stretches here. We're getting very little sleep because the Open Championship has been no, going no, on. day number not. one. All yeah. nighter for you, Wes? Uh, not really Almost. an all nighter. I took a little break in the morning. Uh, I am part of a draft, and I had to shut the phone off, which reminds me to do it tonight. Uh, I had <laughs> yeah. to uh, shut the phone off because we're getting like this little text chain. I'm like. I don't want these at four in the morning, guys. <laughs> don't wake me up. Leave Goes me alone. Far. So uh, Kelly Bidlin over under hour and a half uh, sleep for you there last night. Oh, uh, I was over. Our director Jeremy is on an hour and a half. Uh, so Respect. you know, if you, if you see graph uh, gra- things flying across the screen or or, or cameras are starting slowly to tilt down at home, that might have something to do okay. with it. I think I got a solid four hours last night. Four hours, but okay. it's been a lot of caffeine today. So, so we if are we have, uh, like Tuesday nights odds up. Just go ahead. Yeah, we're rolling <laughs> with bang this afternoon. Bang energy drink. Banging energy drinks. What? Yeah, we're just we're rolling it with, with whatever. Free plug for you, bang. <laughs> there, there we go. Love the bang. We'll uh, we'll update the golf odds here in about a half hour, but a lot to get to on the show today. We'll break down the full MLB slate tonight with Paul Spore coming up in about 15 minutes. Jonathan Von Tobel joins us from NBA Summer League to discuss uh, some of the interesting trade rumors and signing news of the day. That's coming up as well later on this hour. But Wes, let us run through the card right now for Major League Baseball. We've got seven games starting. This hour here, starting in just a couple of minutes, Kyle Wright and the Atlanta Braves taking on Anibal Sanchez and the Washington Nationals. All these lines courtesy of DraftKings. Kyle Wright and Atlanta, 
225 favorites with Washington coming back plus 190. Nine and a half total there, juice slightly to the over at minus 120. In the Bronx, it's been quite the interesting series between the Reds and Yankees. Uh, your Reds, Wes. Luis Castillo in Cincinnati and Nestor Cortez in the Yanks. New York, minus 190, plus 160 coming back on the Reds. Seven and a half juiced over, minus 120. Yeah, it feels like the Reds have deserved a little bit better Seriously. result, really, uh, yeah. in this series in the Bronx. And by the way, the Reds, uh, despite their uh, obviously poor record, they've actually hit lefties very well this month. 345 on base percentage. So you've got Nestor Cortez out there for the Yankees. Good numbers, but average exit velocity, really. The ERA is north of four ever since June 1st. So, uh, you know, the Reds can maybe get to this guy. And we know that the Yankee bullpen has not only banged up Aroldis Chapman, the former Cincinnati Red, he's had a bad month. And, you know, now you're seeing him in like the sixth and seventh inning, and you're not used to that. Right. You're usually seeing uh, the Cuban Missile close it down in the ninth inning. But uh, uh, if I were to play this game, I mean, maybe a small lean to Cincinnati or you could go Reds team total. I think I'm seeing like three juiced heavily or even it's not three bad, and a half. Not yeah. bad at all. Keep in mind, this the start of the series, it was Yankees' $3 favorites, and now we've had that cut considerably down to minus 190, at least depending on the book. That's as of DraftKings. Here's a number that is our largest of the day. Uh, sticker shock value aside, West, there is a reason for it. Blue Jays uh, hosting the Kansas City Royals. Angel Zerpa goes for Kansas City, the lefty. And it is Kevin Gausman for Toronto, minus 410. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's one shop I see, West minus 440 on the Toronto Blue Jays, plus 330 coming back on Kansas City, 8.5. They're juiced over minus 115. And that is because not only are the Royals not very good, West, but 10 different players unvaccinated all out. And this is as close to a AAA lineup as you're ever going to see. Yeah, and that's one reason I used it. It's kind of a Hail Mary in our Visa and Pentathlon. I went with the uh, the uh, most strikeouts, by the way. I think, I think the day games actually got ruled out, so I might be saved, considering oh, that okay. Garrett threw 11 strikeouts for the uh, Miami Marlins this Braxton afternoon. Garrett, Braxton yeah. Garrett, and their win over the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. So I went with Gaussman. Look, he might be on a pitch count tonight because he is one start. He had to miss one start on the DL because, remember, he took that pitch uh, on the ankle and did miss a start. So it's not like he's been on the DL very long. Usually, I actually like the fade guys there in that, in that situation, but you've got two Royals making their major league debut tonight, and then you've got a couple other hitters well under 200 in the lineup. So this is basically a triple A lineup for Kansas City. So I did take the Gaussman 14 to one in our pentathlon to have the most strikeouts tonight. So that might be a little bit of a reach, but uh, got to go big when you got to make up some ground. I would say so. We're going to get to our pick here in just a second, the VEASAN Baseball Betting Pentathlon, into its final day. First, let's just rapid fire go through the rest of the games here, starting uh, momentarily. Cutter Crawford and the Red Sox in Tampa Bay, taking on Drew Rasmussen and the Rays. That's been a very interesting series, to say the least, so far. Rays minus 125, Red Sox coming back at plus 105. Total of 7.5, juiced under at minus 125. Then in Cleveland, Tristan McKenzie and the Guardians host Elvin Rodriguez and the Tigers. Big favorites are the Guardians in that one, minus 230. At DraftKings, plus 195 on Detroit, uh, uh, eight and a half juiced on Elvin Rodriguez, by the way, on the road for Detroit. It is a small sample, but nine and a third innings this season. 1350 ERA, oh 997 on the fielding independent, 540 on the XPIP. So I can see why you're seeing a lot of of Guardians. I almost said Indians, but Guardians uh, run line tickets. I certainly wouldn't disagree with it, even though I'm not a big run no line doubt. favorite. Player. I saw E. Rodriguez, and I was like, wait, did they locate Eduardo Rodriguez? Right. Uh, no, they have not. Right. He is still AWOL. I finally dropped him for my fan. 
fantasy lineup because I'm like, anytime you have a pitcher who mm-hmm. the team doesn't even know his whereabouts, it's probably not good to roster him. So uh, still no sign of, Eduard, of Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, who left the team for uh, personal reasons a couple weeks ago. Meanwhile, the other game that starts here shortly, this is in 10 minutes, Tyler Anderson and the Dodgers in St. Louis, taking on Dakota Hudson and the Cardinals, seeing the Dodgers $1.50 favorite, plus 130 on St. Louis, nine, juiced a little bit over uh, at minus 115. I'd ride with the over again. I was on yeah. it last night, and it did end up getting there late into the ball game. But if you look, Tyler Anderson, he's been terrific this year. Nine and one, 315 ERA, 103 on the whip, but he's coming off a bad start. He's due some regression. Remember, he almost had that no-no a few weeks ago against the Angels. Otani broke it up in the ninth right. with the triple. So uh, Tyler Anderson, I think, is going to come back to earth a little bit. Dakota Hudson has been a pitcher. Some so For some reason, I've gone against him a lot this year, and it's because the metrics are even worse than his 4 ERA and his 138 whip, so I think you're going to get a lot of runs in Bush Stadium It's not been a great past month or so for Dakota Hudson as well. And then finally, Johnny Cueto and the White Sox in Minnesota. Big series that starts tonight. This is huge for both of these teams in the AL Central. Sonny Gray goes for the Twins. Minnesota after walking off against the Brewers yesterday, $1.65 favorites. White Sox at plus 140, and and 8.5 is your total there. Uh, So those are the games that are starting this hour. We'll get to the rest of the, uh, the games of the night card. Again, as we look at our VEASAN baseball betting pentathlon, Wes, you're going Kevin Gaussman. So that is to have the most strikeouts in the night slates, if we're, if we're being specific here. 14. Yeah, I'm looking at, we're watching on the monitor here. I believe there were eight, including the starting pitcher tonight, wow. by the way, for Kansas City, Angel Zerpa. Eight added to the active roster today because of Brewer, the... Uh, who is Brewer Hicklin? That's a, that's Brewer a good, is that, Hicklin. Was that made up? What a name that is. <laughs> Brewer but, uh, Hicklin is ho- in the lineup for well, Kansas City. Well, hopefully he is in the lineup and hopefully. he strikes out uh, uh, relatively <laughs> quickly. Uh, uh, two guys in the six and seven hole, Nick Prado and Nate Eaton, by the way, making their major league debut tonight. I would pay a lot of money. So let's, let's get Brewer Hicklin and that bet there off the bench tonight. As for us, Kelly. The Viper Hawks. Viper Hawks. Kakao. We got, we got a lot of making up to do. Go big or go home. Yeah, that, that cacaw doesn't have as much uh, venom to it as it did a couple days ago. We started off 1-0, Wes, just, just like you. It was a great start, and we are 0-3 since. So we are, <laughs> we are, uh, we are st- I think we are tied for you. We are tied for 10th out of the 12 teams. So, Wes, you mentioned it. You, you got to go big or go home. It's a prop bet tonight. It is our final opportunity here. We had to make up some ground. We did consult. We were texting with Matt Brown throughout the day, who is enjoying vacation. But uh, here is what we settled on. We are going with uh, some of the books, uh, especially on the East Coast, have the dual performance player props. So we are going with this. Are you ready for this, everybody? I was actually looking for one of those dual. I found one. We, I kind of like this one. Framber Valdez and the Houston Astros. Framber Valdez to record 10 or more strikeouts and the Astros to win. That. Ready for it? Drum roll, please. Ten to one, baby. Let's go, baby. I even bet, backed it up with a bet tonight. Kelly Bidlin has a bet. So there, yes, there's a book on, uh, on, in town you can wager on this. Framber <laughs> Valdez, 10-plus strikeouts, and an Astros win at 10 to one. We're going big, West. And I'll say this. Like Angels I've been against... betting all of our picks, so as you can, yeah, as you can guess, it's not been a good week for me. But yeah. it's, We're going to get it all back and then some right here. <laughs> there we go. Right now. They win 1,000 big ones. I believe we are $469 out of the lead this entering is, this tonight. This is our so version of the uh, Saturday night Hawaii game no, in college yes. football. Saturday this is night the, Hawaii game. What does uh, our buddy uh, Pat Everson call it? The get even get or even get, or even, get deeper even deeper, deeper game. Yep. <laughs> get even deeper. I'll say this. Angels are 24th this year, WRC plus against lefties. They have the fourth, fourth highest strikeout percentage against lefties this year as well, nearly 25%. Framber Valdez is not typically a strikeout guy. He's only slightly above seven strikeouts per nine. 
However, Wes, you look at the numbers for him, and he's a classic guy where against teams who make contact, he induces a lot of weak contact. He's among the league leaders, sub-30% hard hit percentage, 5% on the barrel rate against. So he, that, those are basically metrics that indicate he's not giving up a ton of hard contact, a lot of hard hit balls against him. But against these freewheeling swing and miss teams, he's been able to rack up some strikeouts. His last uh, his two starts ago, faced the Angels at home, struck out 13 in a win. So uh, it's not like this is it's just going to be some crazy number. That is the only time he's reached double-digit strikeouts this year, Wes. But if there is a team you can rack up Ks against, if you're a lefty, uh, it, it is the against the Angels. Yeah, the Angels just uh, – I found out the hard way the other night. They are very weak at the bottom of the order. There's only so much Otani can do in Trout. And by the way, Trout actually missed the last start with the, uh, with the back injury. So I don't disagree with you necessarily. And I think for his part, Reed Detmers can – and get a little bit of the job done too, so I would lean under eight in this spot. Leaning under eight in that spot. It's funny because you, like you and I, uh, you and our team, the Viper Hawks, we were both, we were all on the uh, the Angels as our dog pick on Tuesday. We were both on the Cubs run line yesterday. So you're basically just an honorary. You, you're, ba- you're we'll give you right, Kelly. Or we can welcome West of the Viper Hawks team, right? We have the same exact score, same record. Of I think course. we've had all the same. Picks. I, I, I will share my uh, my uh, load of the blame. This your official for the lack of success there. We, we, oh, I got drafted by the bike for Hawks. You got Welcome drafted. to the team. Yeah, I feel like drafted. you're Brooks Kepka drafting me to a, to a live golf <laughs> That's game right. Here. That's exactly. That was where the idea stemmed yeah. from, Wes, as you pointed out on the show yesterday. It's obviously what we that were we thinking. we definitely talked about for days and days leading up. Planned so for it forever. Yeah. So, welcome to the Viper Hawks. Uh, we, we hope that one faction of the Viper Hawks can win. We hope that a faction will win. We'll, we'll, we'll let Wes know his, uh, yeah, his, his initiation uh, mm-hmm. formalities after the break here. So, yeah, There's <laughs> yeah. a thing. There are, there are initiation things that happen. As a member, <laughs> getting into a member of the Viper Hawks. For the rest of the Major League Baseball card, though, we'll be joined coming up next by Paul Spore, our good friend from Fangraphs. Uh, he has a play on this a pretty big tilt, the AL Central matchup between the White Sox and the Twins, set to start in about a half hour there in the Twin Cities. We'll also be joined this hour by Jonathan Von Tobel to talk some NBA. And then in about 20 minutes, we'll update the golf odds. Very eventful day one across the pond at the Open Championship at the Old Course at St. Andrews. That is all still to come, plus 32 teams and 32 shows. We're just getting started here on a Thursday night edition of Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it off, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Visa Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything Visa has to offer from now till the end of this month. Sign up today and you'll get Visa's daily best bets. That includes Adam Burke on Major League Baseball, NFL preseason coverage, plus premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full Visa experience, which features the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. It is primetime action with... Myself, Ben Wilson, and Wes Reynolds. Great to have you. Ben, Ben, I'm already behind. Only one strikeout for Gaussman in the first. I should have went with uh, <laughs> with uh, Trivian McKenzie here from the oh, Guardians, or Tristan McKenzie. Tristan I confuse Mc- him with our, our former friend and colleague here, Triv McKenzie. Triv, but, uh, yeah, Triv nevertheless, um, T. McKenzie's got two strikeouts for the Guardians in the first. The, the counter begins already. Meanwhile, Dansby Swanson, 15th homer of the year. Braves all over Anibal Sanchez, although it was uh, an error that got one runner on, uh, scoring Ronald Acuna. So the Braves jumping out to an early 2-0 lead, and then one final that did just happen while we were in our first segment here. Kyle Freeland and the Rockies, they take a series here from Blake Snell and the Padres. 8-5 final, and the Padres' struggles in Coors West continue. Yeah, absolutely, and they are falling farther and farther behind, but the Dodgers, even though the Dodgers got beat in St. Louis last night, and, you know, it's going to get to a point where it's like, okay, how far are they going to be where it's like, we got to start thinking wild card because I believe they're, uh, let's see, 11 back in the loss column, seven back in the win column. So nine games back, but that, you know, I don't think the Padres are going to fade like they did last season because I think Bob Melvin has managed the bullpen together, which Jace Tingler obviously did not do, but they need to get healthier, you know, whenever they can get Tatis back and, uh, you know, the pitching staff, at least the starting rotation, I think has been a lot better this year. So. We'll see how that second half goes because, yeah, remember last year they were in a great position Mm -hmm. and then it just all kind of sort of fell apart. Uh, 50 and 41 after the loss today. You mentioned the the Dodgers 57 and 30 right now. Speaking of baseball, let's welcome him in. Paul Sporer uh, from Fangraphs at Sporer on the Twitter machine. Always so kind enough to join us. Paul, uh, you are rocking the Padre hat, even though it's not a great day to be a Padre. I love the shirt as well you got going on. First, let's start with this. I know you've probably been seeing this on Twitter, our our VEASAN baseball betting pentathlon, which is into its final day. Two prop bets here. We went, and again, we're we're trying to make up ground. We went with the Framber 10 plus Ks plus Astros win at 10 to 1. Wes went Gaussman to have the most strikeouts in the night slate, 14 to 1. Which of those long shots do you give a better chance of cashing tonight? Ooh, th- those are nice. I'm actually going to go 
I'm going to go with the Framber one. The tough part is is those Royals don't strike out. Although, we do we know if these Royals strike out? Because who are these dudes that they brought to Canada with them? Because they left half their team Pretty in much. Kansas City. So maybe not. Maybe maybe you picked the right one here, and he's going to strike out all these randos that are on the Royals right now. But I do like the Fromber one just a bit better. Okay. I actually like your Fromber one better, too, oh, because Gaussman could you know. be on a pitch count. Obviously, one start uh, on the DL. But, you know, looking at the Royals, just how many random guys. They have two guys making yeah. their Major League debut tonight, and then a couple other guys hit under 200. So uh, we'll see if that goes well. But, uh, uh, Paul, let's get to another strikeout prop. And this is actually a team that I did bet tonight, and that is the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Cookie Carrasco going for the Mets, Keegan Thompson for the Chicago Cubs. I elected to play the money line on the North side but you're going with Keegan Thompson over three and a half tonight. Yeah, let me get his three and a half strikeouts there. They did up the juice on that to minus 155. I know it's a, you know, it's, it's a little tough one because the Mets don't strike out a ton, but Keegan Thompson's been in his strikeout bag lately, nine, seven, eight, dip down to three, but then back up to eight against the Dodgers. He really does have some swing and miss stuff, and we've been seeing flashes of it lately. So while it is not an easy team in the Mets, I do like Keegan Thompson to get the uh, get the four strikeouts that we need tonight. Keegan Thompson, and uh, yes, going into that match at minus one fifty five there over the three and a half. We, we're calling our, our our team name is the Viper Hawks, by the way, Paul. So we would love to welcome like you. That. You're an honorary member of our team. I'm a Viper well. Hawk. Let's go. Viper Hawks. Yes, we Kel- Kelly came up with that. Paul has got to be a ringer for the Viper Hawks. Yeah, he's our, he's our consultant, a, right? Welcome to the team, Paul. Viper Let's go. You are officially, Paul Spore, a member of the Viper Hawks with like six Viper hours Hawks, left to go baby. in the competition. Hey, the, the hats are in demand. I know Paul would rock one. That's for sure. Oh, Paul, we got to get you a Viper. All day. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You send it. I'm wearing it. We're sending we, you the swag bag. It oh. is in the mail, Paul. We've got, yeah, Let's it's coming. Go. Look for it next tomorrow. It'll be next overnight shipping. Kelly's got, Kelly's got <laughs> that on, on track. Uh, for the games coming up, too, this is in about 20 minutes. Very big series this weekend heading into the All-Star break. Twins, White Sox. Uh, it's, it's kind of, it doesn't feel like necessarily the last stand for the White but here they are, sure. five games out, continue to find new ways to lose each and every day, 43 and 45. <laughs> twins just walk off the Brewers yesterday. Uh, what do you make of uh, game one in this matchup tonight with the, the Twins there being a, a home favorite here? Yeah, I, I, I keep finding myself leaning toward these these dog bets with the White Sox. And I understand that, you know, 43 and 45, let's be honest, they're not playing super well. But I'm going to go there again tonight at the plus 135. Part of it's my Cueto love, too, my uh, career-long Cueto love. Sonny Gray's been pitching well, though, too. So I'm not getting an easy one here. But I still like this White Sox lineup. I still like this team. I feel like they're going to do something at the deadline. But also, as they get guys back and get them kind of back in form, because they got some guys right now that are there, but they're not playing at their peak form. Lance Lynn, I'm looking at you. But if he gets going, you know, if they get everything going, I actually like them uh, as a sneaky AL Central bet still, too. I'm not fully out on the White Sox, and I like them tonight in game one on the road. Yeah, it seems like the White Sox at least are starting to hit a little better. At least Jose Abreu, 18 of the last 19 games, he has a hit, at least one. But... Paul's right. I think just the pitching, we haven't seen them emerge from last year. We knew it was going to be a little drop-off because so many of these guys had career years on the south side last year, mm-hmm. but it has been a precipitous drop-off. Lance Lynn, we obviously saw him Monday yeah. night. Five runs in oh. the first inning against the Guardians. Still, so, uh, still right around plus 160 to win the division. Yeah, so exactly. Certainly value. So, it's just, you yeah, that's them. the thing. It's like, okay, when are they finally going to put it all together? Because you, you feel like they're just not too far removed from the top. But, uh, Paul, uh, let's go to uh, – 
the uh, nightcap tonight, probably the best pitching matchup, uh, yeah. certainly the best pitching matchup tonight. That's Corbin Burns and Carlos Rodon. Speaking of the White Sox, another guy who had a career year, but now he goes to a hitter, uh, pitcher-friendly ballpark out there in San Francisco and is continuing his success. Corbin Burns, Carlos Rodon, low total tonight at six and a half. Are you going full game or first five? Let me get first five under three. I, I really think we're going to see like a one nothing like a Mike Yastrzemski shot is going to be the only damage for the first five for these two. It's obviously a tiny number and you need to be really low. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I am going to go the under three for the first five between Burns and Rodon. Can't blame me for doing that. It, last time I checked two kind of good pitchers. Uh, it, They're it, decent. It, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. I know you also <laughs> have, you have a long shot prop if you're owning this angel game. Before we get to that one, ask you first about what we've seen out of Shohei Otani because he starts last night and you look at what he's done now, basically over the last month plus here for Otani, 0.45 ERA, 58 strikeouts to 11 walks over 39 and two thirds innings. And then on, uh, at the plate where he's improved here since the slow start to the year, hitting 287, eight homers over the last 29 games. What is, and he's moved now back to being that favorite for AL MVP at most shops right around even money what to you is a more valuable play right now is is it the otani to repeat as, uh, as mvp or do you look in the cy young market where you can still get him in that uh, 10 12 to one range i've been on the on the mvp the whole way he's far and away the best player in baseball it's not even close uh but i do worry about voters and you have to worry about an electorate when you're when you're doing something like this and you know we're seeing enough chatter about uh, judge and such that you do have to kind of look at other guys but i'm still going to go with him at the mvp i do like getting in on the side too in case they give otani like a consolation obviously they can't confer and be like okay we're going to vote for him for right. the side like i understand that but you know where the narratives can kind of start to build up if we see it push toward sigh for him so they can give the mvp to somebody else that might be your better bet but i'm still going to have a ticket Shohei for MVP, no matter what, because he is the very best. He should get it. And anytime that he's playing this well as a star level hitter and a star level pitcher, he's the MVP. And I'm sorry that it bothers people that it's decided at the beginning of the year that if he makes it to the finish line, he wins. But he broke the game. You know, he's a creative player. I'm, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, sometimes you get a guy that's all 99s in the game and that's who he is. Paul, got about 90 seconds left to go. One more on the AL side, though. We know Shane McClanahan, still the favorite down there in Tampa, even though mm -hmm. his innings load, highest of his career. And then you've also got Justin Verlander in the two spot. Of course, we know he came back from Tommy John and whatnot. But do you wonder if the Astros, or do you can think that the Astros, second half of the season, are going to be like, okay, we're so far ahead in this division, whether we can catch the Yankees or not we can skip some starts with Justin Verlander and keep him healthy for the playoffs. I don't know if he'll let that happen. Right. And I think, I think at age 39, he kind of gets to decide a little bit, you know, it's like, uh, I understand the team's in charge and all that, but you get to a certain status level, you get to kind of call your shots a little bit, unless he's feeling something a little bit. I think Justin's smart enough to dial it down. If there is a twinge or a little something, Hey, I don't have to go hard against the A's here. But if he's clicking and feeling healthy, I think he's going to want to go the other way and say, let me go eight. Let right. me save the bullpen for the playoffs type deal. So with Justin, he's a unicorn. Verlander, uh, I, I don't necessarily see that because of Verlander's behavior. Or I don't want to say behavior as if it's bad, but because of his personality, let's say. Fascinating race to, uh, to track going down the wire. Uh, so Taylor Ward, 
over uh, over yes. a half home run. We riding tonight with Taylor Ward. I'm going with the long shot homer there. We can still have Fromber pop off the way yeah. we talked about earlier, but I think Taylor Ward gets him for a solo shot. It's really difficult because of the ground ball tendencies of Fromber, but it's a decent enough number at plus 650. So I'm calling my shot, Taylor Ward, going bomb, but Fromber still has a great outing. We can we can have the best of both worlds, Paul. Best it, of it, both it worlds, possible. baby. That's what we're all about as, as members of the Viper Hawks here. So, so welcome That's to right. the family. Paul Spore, Spore, writer at Fangraphs, at Sporer. On Twitter, newest member of the Viperhawks. That'll be your new line, I know, by tomorrow in your, your Twitter bio. Thank, <laughs> thanks, Paul, for the time. Thank you, Paul. Take care, guys. Bye. That will, that I guarantee you, Wes. Minus like 500 favorite. Paul's going to have that in the Twitter bio. By, uh, Absolutely by right. Viperhawks. All right. We've got about an hour, uh, 40 minutes till that game. We'll update the Open Championship odds after this. Day one in the books from across the pond. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. A Josh Bell solo home run puts the Nats on the board. 2-1 game there. Bottom uh, into the top of the second now. Braves 2, Nationals 1. And we've just gotten a Josh Naylor home run in Cleveland. So the Guardians all over Elvin Rodriguez. Uh, the road struggles continue there, uh, Wes, on the road. Uh, yep. His 12th bomb of the year. One zip Guardians here into the bottom of the second. Now looks like those are our only uh, scores at this point. Uh, Kevin Gaussman, let's start racking up those Ks, baby. Let's go. Yeah, he's going to need to. I don't know what his Come pitch on. count is going to be, but but now would be the time that you're against guys making their major league debut. I, I think so. That we are getting to the bottom of the order here. We'll see. Gaussman, oh, nice little pitch there on 0-1-1. He's got an 0-2 count, Wes. Let's go. We're feeling it. Uh, two, let's, uh, before we continue to, to dive into our uh, our, to, our prop bets. Here, so wait, what is Wes needs at least 12. Well, so well we, it's we aren't not for the day, the though, because it's, I did that when the, uh, when the day games were already underway. So I believe this is just for the night slate. Night slate oh, only. Okay, interesting. I will. I will try to do my best to keep a running tabulation of who's got the most strikeouts. But he's got one. Kevin and Gaus. obviously, that was for contests. I mean, I don't usually oh, for, play right, like these sure. massive alternate markets in Major League Baseball. Maybe occasionally a yes/no on the first inning or runs, hits, errors combined. Right. If I don't want to play a total, but that's about as deep as I go in that market. That, yes, I, that is a good distinction uh, to to make to the audience. Uh, we right now though go across the pond because the Open Championship day number one. It it finally wrapped up, Wes. Believe it or not, they finally got everybody. <laughs> right. Even despite the six-hour, fifteen-minute rounds. Well, I'm uh, sure going six hours and fifteen minutes. Uh, really help Tiger Woods uh, I'm sure. uh, uh, phys- uh, physical uh, wherewithal. Uh, and then the brutal. fact that you got to not only be late, then you got to be early tomorrow. That is so. a brutal break for the guys in the, in the late window going back yeah. early. We'll get into some of the splits in a second because, it, as you would imagine, in a Lynx-type setting, there were pretty significant you, splits. You know, one thing i got to mention slip. before we get into that, the World Feed actually gave up on covering every shot of the Open Championship, and you still had Robert Dinwiddie on the course at five under, you know, with a chance to maybe at least get in the second place or something like that, and they even gave up on the coverage, but it was a very long day out there, and it was especially a long day for the afternoon guys. You know when the World Feed is like, yeah, we're good. That's That that tells you it's been a long day. Yeah, even the Peacock uh, gave up over here as well. Even Peacock, they they did give up. From Justin Ray, uh, a frequent guest on Primetime Action at Justin Ray Golf, the scoring average by groups, if you look at, and this was not, did not include the final groups once they ended up into the clubhouse, but a pretty good uh, overall general summary here. The first two 
uh, first 12 groups that teed off this morning, slightly under par, about a half stroke under par. The middle groups are right at about even. And then the final uh, 11 groups of the day, more like final 10 groups of the day, were nearly two over yeah, par. Yeah, and, and I've got final updated numbers on that, by the way. If you split them half and half, the early flight averaged 71.97 in terms of their rounds are just slightly under par. 17 rounds in the 60s for that first half of the field. Only nine rounds in the mm. 60s for that second half of the field. The uh, PM flight was 73.41, so that's about a stroke and a half worse than the morning, and that's what I talked about last night here on PTA is like, are we going to get a little bit of a draw bias? Now, we saw a very pronounced one at the Scottish Open last week on Thursday. I think it was like almost three shots. Yeah. So this wasn't yeah. as bad, but there were even guys in the afternoon like Scotty Scheffler that were commenting that, you know, the fairway is faster than the greens in some of these spots <laughs> because the greens are going to roll 10, 10 and a half on the stint meter. But very firm conditions. But the wind got a little tougher in the afternoon, and you could see a lot of those guys, obviously most of those numbers there on the first page of the leaderboard very early morning tea times. And Wes, that's you know that's something we talked about the past couple of days on the show. It, it's that's what's tough with trying to um, you know really figure out which wave is going to be mm-hmm. the best wave. When we were looking at what weather looked like the past couple of days over there for the first round yesterday, it seemed like it, it, for multiple days it was holding like it was going to stay. I basically thought it was going to stay same the same about for, the full for day. AM and PM, and that's not what we ended up seeing. So it's. It's one of those, as we get into the live odds here and updated odds and everything, it's one of those, look, if Bryson DeChambeau and Cameron Young and guys like that and Rory McIlroy, I mean, obviously a better player overall than those other two, but if those guys who can bomb on these short par fours and have, you know, a couple shots in to to get in for a birdie, if they play in these same kind of conditions all weekend, guess guess what? They're going to be up there on the leaderboard. But more likely than not, at some point during the tournament, they're not going to face those those same Mm -hmm. pristine conditions that they did way early in the morning this morning. And they're not. So that like that's where you're seeing a difference on the leaderboard. I think it's gonna be interesting. We're just looking at strokes gain data. I mean, Cameron Young was unbelievable today. He did I watched most of his round when when he was starting to go supernova. I had to throw a few bucks on him to be mm-hmm. first round leader, which was luckily, luckily basically just ended up covering my other first round leader bets and like one finishing position <laughs> bet because he was already down to like four to one by the time I bet it. But he was incredible. I mean, DeShamble, you look at his numbers. Yeah. Second in the field, T to Green. He lost over a stroke putting. I mean, DeShamble at three under par, he can easily keep up on that pace if you're going to give him these kind of conditions. But yeah, I, I don't expect him to see those same kind of conditions right. every one of his rounds. Right. And also DeShambo, by the way, he is in a pairing with one John Daly, a fascinating pairing. So That's a great what pairing. if JD starts to struggle and the round gets a little long, you know, yeah. and JD's kind of hitting it all over the place and we know he's in his 50s. He needs a sig break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, needs about 15 Diet Cokes and that's just on the front nine. So... <laughs> <laughs> he was plus one today. So what if Daly is like, you know, having a really tough round like Tiger had today? And that then happened at the PGA, getting, right? Daly actually yeah. played pretty well round one. It all yeah. fell apart round yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. So that could play in terms of your playing partners. But what Kelly was mentioning about Cameron Young, who is your leader at eight under par, number one on approach today, number two strokes gain around the green, also was very good with the putter. So uh, no surprise based on his round to see him at the top of the leaderboard. Now, when I look at the guys that putted pretty well, a couple of those guys that were on the 
leaderboard. Barclay Brown, the amateur from yep. England, yeah. Kurt Kitayama. Great bucket. They were the Barclay best Brown. putters, but they gained like almost five and a half strokes, each of them today. Cameron Smith was right there on putting. He is one of my guys that I have currently at 500 par. He gained about 3.8. Patrick Cantlay, very good with the putter. Terrible off the tee. He was a guy I played as well. So he got in at two under, so he's not out of it. But we know that that trend, I think what I, I'm trying to remember if it was uh, every open since 1939, you had to be like within three shots of the lead or something like yeah, that. There was yeah. some ridiculous trend. If there's an outlier, maybe it could be this year because like I look at some of these guys on the leaderboard. I don't think Dustin Johnson is out of this by a long shot. Oh, at, not at, at all. Four under par. I think he Scheffler. played a very good round. Scotty Scheffler, yeah. Victor Hovland was kind of a surprise to me because I think a lot of us were down on him based on his, you know, scrambling and around the green game really struggles. And then you've got Xander at three under par. You've got Joaquin Neiman at three under par. Figala, I thought he got it to five at one point, ended up at three under par. But yeah, I think there's a couple exceptions you could make, like a two under, like the Patrick Cam. Lays, but probably if you're further than that, if you're even par, like if you're John Rahm and you're one over, you're gonna have to hope for chaos, and that's what we saw though in 2015 when you, DJ right, was the you first, can get that, yeah. yeah he but, was the 18 and 36 hole leader. He ended up finishing T49. So, you know, this is not over yet, but obviously the guys right up there at the top, uh, Rory, I think is an outstanding position. Cameron Smith is in really good position. I think if you go a little bit down the board and you don't want to go too far. Dustin Johnson, I still think 16, 18 to 1-ish uh, would be maybe worth a stab here a little bit, and perhaps Jordan yep. Spieth as well. What did Spieth finish, one under? One under for Spieth, yep. Okay. So you have, yeah, Smith at right now is, is second on – or sorry, Smith is uh, second on the board. Cameron Young is your leader, the two mm-hmm. Camerons are. Young plus 850, who was I know, there, there are there are too lot, many Camerons out there. A lot of Camerons up there. Uh, Rory yeah. McIlroy, he is your favorite, was the pre-tournament favorite, shoots the first round 66, and as you mentioned, Wes, great position yeah. there at plus 330. Then there's Cameron. Cam Smith, who is in that five under, a uh, couple couple guys at five under. Then Scotty Scheffler at plus 750. W- one of a bunch of guys at four under par, including Dustin Johnson and Victor Hovland a little further down there. Xander Shoffley, the hot guy on tour. He's 12 to one right now with a three under round. As far as like some of the second round matchup stuff, I, I don't know what you guys' thoughts are on this, but like a, a Shane Lowry over Colin Morikawa, one I had my eye on, where Love Lowry that. was brutal with the putter today. Yeah. Lost nearly three strokes And that's round putting. around what you usually want to do is play that kind of variance and I want to get back to that in a yeah. minute, but I want to squeeze this in. Cameron Young, by the way, new caddy on I the bag. That, yeah. He used to have a buddy, this from Dan Rappaport at Golf Digest, who joins us on long shots usually at least once every year. Scott McKean was his buddy from Wake Forest. He was on the bag through the U.S. Open, but now he's got Chad Reynolds, who has been a former caddy for Vijay Singh, for Nick Watney, Keegan Bradley, a little more experience on the bag. So uh, perhaps paying off here in round number no one. No doubt. I'm seeing Shane Lowry about a $1.30 favorite over Colin Morikawa, who was basically field average today. Both these guys finished even par. But Shane Lowry, who I really like coming into the tournament, Wes, mm-hmm. he was seventh in strokes gained tee to green today. Yeah. Just brutal on the greens, and that'll happen and, on a course like and, this. And like with the putting, too, to keep in mind before we get to break here. You don't want to necessarily fade guys that are always good putters, like uh, Christian Bezadenhut uh, gained about three strokes, but he's always right. really good with the putter, so you're right. not going to get as much regression as you would with some of the guys like like that you mentioned, but... Uh, yeah, Ca- like, I mean, Cameron Smith, Patrick Cantley, Scotty Schiff, They're Sheffler, still going to putt well. They're going to still yes. putt well. But yes, Barclay Brown and Kurt Kitayama expect those to regress. Probably. Yes. Tiger, any chance of making the cut? 
Ooh, I don't think so. Uh, I think he's, he, he's just going to be worn out after that long round. Going six hours, 15 minutes, did nothing for that leg. Six over, and he lost a couple strokes as well. Uh, Tita Green on the field. Tough day for Tiger. We'll talk more Open Championship a little bit later. But up next, Jonathan Von Tobel joins us from Summer League here on Primetime Action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back on prime time action, we wrap up our number one on the show. And uh, Wes, the Nationals, they've tied it up. Mike Franco, a little RBI ground out. So uh, a lot of action there in the nation's capital. 2-2 between Atlanta and uh, the Nats. I saw your guy, Kevin Gosman. He did get a strikeout. Yeah, he, he got the kids, the AAA call-ups tri- uh, uh, for the, the uh, Royals tonight. And I thought that he would. So uh, Three strikeouts through two innings. Yeah, I got to right. get Drew Rasmussen to slow down there a little bit in Tampa, by the way. Four strikeouts Uh-oh. already, I think, for Rasmussen. Uh, bottom of the second, one on, two outs, no score with the Red Sox in the race. That's such a fun sweat because you literally, I mean, Kelly, you, I know you were advocating before the show. We're like, we got to find this a sweat This is kind of really fun. fun. I just want to You're chance. literally sweating every game it, at once. It's, it's like, that's you know, right. throwing out my darts for the Barracuda Championship this week, you know, and it's like a, now I've got the guy with the lead at least early on, Mark Hubbard. So. Look at Wes. 
He'll get West in the long yeah, at least, but that uh, might not last. That, that's that's amazing. Uh, we transitioned a little bit. We'll ask him first about golf before we get to uh, NBA off-season discussion. It's Jonathan Von Tobel, our resident NBA senior betting analyst, uh, who joins us right now. He's been at Summer League just about all week, hosting our daily shows there, The Edge with Matt Humans. They have uh, another another show there uh, tomorrow, which you'll be able to hear three, uh, four to five Eastern, I should say, uh, is when that show will be uh, on the air here. JVT, first off, uh, how's, how's the golf card looking through day one? You know, I unfortunately, I did not get involved before round one. Uh, I wanted to go and look at some of the numbers through round one and play some guys between rounds, but I got so wrapped up in summer league and NBA stuff, I did not play anything pre-tournament. So I'm going to go back and look at a couple of the guys that are floating around at like three under, two under, see if they've got some stuff for them for some upward mobility and uh, see if I can grab somebody at a little bit of a plus price there. You know, Wes, he's a busy man if, he, if JVT doesn't no, have any no, open. He, but uh, he's the hardest working man well, right well, now. He's, out of, out he's, of the he's got a lot to deal with in the NBA. The uh, I don't know. It's not hot stove in the NBA. I don't know right. necessarily what the analogous term is for that. But certainly there's a lot of activity, John. And the main activity, obviously, today seemed to involve one DeAndre Ayton, who was signed to an offer sheet by uh, my former employer, the Indiana Pacers, four years, $133 million. But uh, I'm guessing, John, Phoenix is probably going to match that it doesn't seem like they're interested in like a sign and trade for the Pacers and I personally thought if the Pacers were going to pull this off this was going to have to be a three-team deal you know I thought initially Wes that that four-year 135 million dollars that's what you were making with the Pacers I thought that's what you were setting up (laughs) Uh, I sold a lot of sweets to make that kind of money there John Uh, you know, I think it's fascinating, Wes. Like, there's you can go to the basketball standpoint of it, right? Which is what the Indiana Pacers are doing, and like you can kind of see what they're trying to do, right? They they got some really intriguing talent in their backcourt, led by Tyrese Halliburton. We've seen Benedict Mathurin look really good in these summer league games. Uh, we know, of course, that Chris Duarte played some games here, looked really solid too. Pairing that with DeAndre Ayton, like. I think there's something there that you kind of like, right? Then there's the other aspect of this, which is what you talked about, Phoenix, and their ability to match in the next 24 hours, 48 hours. And it seems like they're going to do that, at least by one report, that is going to be. But what that means now, if you move forward, which is do they still have interest in shooting a box to Brooklyn? Is they can't do it January 15th because it's free agent. And if that's going to be the case, I have Durant staying there until January 15th. And keep in mind, so any trade, if this is going to be the case. So even if January 15th comes around and they want to ship him off, he has the power to say no. So, like, I, like the ramifications of all of this, of Aiden saying, you know, screw this, I'm not waiting around, I'm signing this mm-hmm. offer sheet, what the Phoenix Suns want to do in terms of matching him to try to get something out of it, what all of this stuff, it's really, really intriguing. So before the ball is now in Phoenix's court, if they want a bite at the apple potentially with the Brooklyn Nets and that would have to drag it out again until January, you would probably want to resign him. But, like, I, I just – it's so interesting because it seems pretty clear that the Suns don't think he's a max player right. and that big picture necessarily isn't part of the plans, but they might have to match that off or she to get him back to have a shot at getting something out of it. Yeah, it's one of those things too, Ben, where it's like, I don't, it's not that they don't want him, but they don't want him enough out there in Phoenix, right. but they don't want to let him just walk away for absolutely nothing. So uh, Pacers, uh, look, they may have to turn to somebody else for a max player if the Suns go ahead and JV, match that. JV2 is right. He was in the ballpark, though, talking about your former salary. I mean, he was, he yes. was, he was around. Yes. He, he was we, around there. We, we sold a lot of sweets yeah, there in Indianapolis post uh, Malice in the Palace. Oh, I, I've... <laughs> 
can't even imagine West Reynolds trying to sell sweets post-mouse in the palace. But you talk about, too, JVT, just from the Durant piece of this, and I know we're going to, in our show, get into the next team odds here in a little bit, but for Durant, who we've seen over the past couple of weeks since he makes his trade request, so many of, just from a logistical standpoint, so many many of these different scenarios, not necessarily crumbling, but it, it's been very apparent that there are just long-shot odds for a lot of these different teams he would go to because of the logistics behind it, where the Suns are now basically your one team out, where outside of returning to Brooklyn, uh, unless you still consider Toronto or Miami serious players here, Phoenix is kind of that one team that makes sense. So at this point, how, how much closer are you getting to just feeling like, you know what, being back in Brooklyn probably makes the most sense. It's, it's the second uh, leading favorite right now on the odds board for the places who can bet on it. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense, Ben. And even talking to people down, you know, Hassan, former Suns executive down there, he, he put voice to that, that he thinks at the start of the year, that Brooklyn is going to still have Kevin Durant on their roster. Uh, when you look at the comments from Jerry West, who made them from Summer League here, saying that he believes that Brooklyn Nets are going to have Kevin Durant when the season begins, it seems like that is just more and more like the case. And especially, if, to your point, if they still want the Brooklyn Nets, what the Suns are going to offer, which is Mikhail Bridges, which is DeAndre Ayton, then it behooves the Nets to, again, just sit on Kevin Durant until January 15th and then ship him off to Brooklyn, or excuse me, to Phoenix, if that's going to be the case. So it ultimately comes down to, yes, I think you're right. Like, Brooklyn seems more and more likely to be the team that's going to have Kevin Durant on their roster, which also leads to a point, by the way. Uh, if you're out there betting into some of these markets, be sure that you're reading the language, right? Because some of these Great markets point. are worded as, who will Kevin Durant play his first game for next season? Not, who will Kevin Durant be? Like, which roster will he be on at the start of the regular season? So he's got to specify that. But I would say, yeah, like, where I'm at right now, I thought it was going to be Toronto, and Toronto still could potentially be uh, that, that place, right? They have the package to do it. They have the draft assets potentially. But I think it's, it's looking more and more likely that the Nets are going to hold on to it until the start of the regular season. John, uh, Leon Rose and Scott Perry up there in uh, at the Mecca, as you like to call Madison Square Garden. Uh, they've been trying to stockpile draft capital, obviously, without saying that, hey, they're tanking, which I don't think that they are. They're kind of retooling and trying to have their cake and eat it, too. But they got all this draft capital, but now comes the news that Donovan Mitchell could be on the move and the Jazz and the Knicks are talking trade. Do you think the Knicks end up making that deal? You know, I think they are, Wes, because I think they're just desperate enough to do it, right? And it's not, it's not to say that Donovan Mitchell is a terrible player. He's not, and he's one of the best offensive players in the NBA at this point, but you know how I specify offensive, right? He is not a good defender in any way, shape, or form. He's not shown that in any way, shape, or form over the last few seasons. He's almost seemingly gotten worse. But the Knicks have been so desperate for, like, that guy, right, like that star. And I always make the joke, you know, you mentioned Madison Square Garden. I call it the building above Penn Station. You know, when I came out of Penn Station one time and I went to New York, they had this big sign, it was years ago, and it said, LeBron, if you think you're the king of New York, you come here. And, like, just their expectations of LeBron, then KD, then Zion, and then, like, oh, wait, no. I don't know why I said Zion's name like that. Uh, but you know what I mean? And then, oh, now it's Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell. And I, I think that's just kind of where they're at at this point. The Knicks just want a name. They want somebody to be there. And, sure, they might land them. And you said all the draft picks that they have – think they've got, if you count some of theirs, like 11 total or something like that, they could ship them off and get Donovan Mitchell. But at the end of the day, where is Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson getting you? Uh, seventh seed in the Eastern Conference? Congratulations. At least you got your star. 
I was looking at the odds too, because I mean, yeah, Knicks right now, even yeah. post Brunson move. I mean, you're looking at the tenth well, longest odds right well, now. Well, and we it's, can see what Danny Ainge is doing out there in Utah. He's maneuvering like he did in that NCAA tournament game. You ever saw that clip where BYU beat Notre Dame at the buzzer, and he just like basically dribbles through yeah. the entire Notre Dame defense? That's what <laughs> Danny Ainge is doing right now, getting all these draft picks they got in the Gobert deal, and now potentially here in the Mitchell deal, they're blowing it up in Utah. But you're seeing a lot of these smaller market teams, Utah, San Antonio, and the like, do that. No, it's it's fascinating to watch from now and it's yeah as JVT points out not like I mean would the odds really shorten that much for the Knicks even even with the trade I and mean, we're, we're not so sure what's kind of been the the buzzwords go, you know going around summer league I know you've been you know able to rub shoulders with some of the execs out there at the Thomas and Mack Center in Vegas like what's kind of the main thing everybody's been talking about uh, in, the, in the couple of weeks where we've been out there you know I think it's been just what we're talking about Ben like all of those in terms of Kevin Durant uh, DeAndre Ayton Donovan Mitchell I, I will say this one of the conversations that I've had multiple times now is the intrigue between the, the dueling value of Tyler Hero and R.J. Barrett, right? Because those are the two teams, Miami and New York, that have been named as the teams interested in Donovan Mitchell. And there are some league executives, people you talk to, that think that R.J. Barrett has more trade value than Donovan Mitchell. And we've talked to two people out here at the Summer League uh, that, have, that were on opposite sides of it, right? We interviewed Tom Haverstrow, who said that he believes that R.J. Barrett has the better trade value. We talked to, uh, excuse me, uh, that he has, believes that, uh, yeah, yeah, it was R.J. Barrett that had a better trade value. Mm-hmm. Or excuse me, Tyler Hero, I'm sorry. Uh, and then Amino Hassan believed that it was R.J. Barrett. Like, there are so many conflicting beliefs in terms of the value between those two players and what that means for then Donovan Mitchell if the Heat want to build a package or if the New York Knicks want to build a package or what the Jazz are looking for. It's really fascinating, and I think that's been one of the dueling things because you see some reports that say that that package in terms of R.J. Barrett versus Tyler Hero some of these execs believe that Barrett is the way better prospect. So I think that's been one of the big topics out here, too. Fascinating. The world of Summer League. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy time out there in Vegas. Jonathan Von Tobel, our, our VEASAN senior NBA analyst, host of The Edge as well, which will be back out there one final show tomorrow. We can't wait to welcome you at JVT. You'll be on the PTA desk with us next Friday. So looking forward to that. And, and enjoy the rest of your final few days over there at the NBA Summer League. Will do. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Absolutely. John. White Sox. Striking early in Minnesota West. Mm-hmm. One one zip lead. So Paul Spore off to a good start with his dog pick of the night. We'll come back, update all the scores right after this. Get you set for the game starting in the 8 Eastern window as we roll on here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.